guys, I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. How does it tie in? You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. It is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I'm the executive editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always is a man who usually finds himself in some sort of wasteland, our director of business development, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> oh, Craig, another funny and accurate, I would say introduction uh of course you're alluding to our opening song here one of my favorite songs of all time from the who a baba o'reilly uh me as well a lot of people don't realize that's the title they just think it's teenage wasteland so uh a little bit of uh, trivia for you there there you go like we said we wanted to make this a music podcast so so we're on our way here i always enjoy the song because uh, my favorite band pearl jam often uh, closes out their show uh, with this one in the second encore so uh an extra bit of love from me there ding i just learned something did you hear that little light bulb go on there it, uh <laughs> so that's outstanding i love pearl jam as well i did not know that so appreciate the uh, factoid um speaking of factoids craig why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to these past few weeks well my friend uh my life's kind of been dominated by the pup i think i brought him up a couple of weeks ago uh, i guess yes he's now uh over three months old we started taking him to puppy class at a large chain pet store uh where he's met a lot of other uh, (laughs) young pups Uh, at first he was a little timid uh, because he hadn't been that socialized, but now he's been a couple times to class and he's got some buddies in there and, and he's learning some things or more importantly, we're learning some things to try to teach him. Oh, I was going to say, good thing you tied in the, we're learning some things. Cause I thought you were referring to yourself in the first person in the beginning there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I tend to do that sometimes, but uh, not this case. Gotcha. Gotcha. What have you been up to buddy? Well, other than working diligently on Channel Partners and Channel Futures materials, Craig, uh, I've been spending a lot of time with the family. Um, the daughter's soccer season just winded down, and we are prepping the boy, as I like to say, like Homer Simpson. Well, not the boy. He drives me nuts. Sometimes I just like to... For uh, high school basketball tryouts, as he's a freshman, and we're, we're really hoping he makes the JV team. We're not reaching too high just yet, although, you know, I'm hoping that he does make it, so I'm prepping him for that. Uh, playing some old man basketball. I get the knee sleeves on. I still wear the headband and the sh- the shorts that are too short for nowadays. I go out there and, and with a tank top. I just embarrass him. You know how it is. That's I, I try. He doesn't want to drive past me or get too close because then he'll have to admit that he's related to me. So that's how I get by. <laughs> You're doing your best Kurt Rambis impression, I bet. <laughs> exactly. Great reference. And, you know, I had a little more time with them recently because they had a half day for Veterans Day. And I just think it's a great opportunity to thank all our veterans, thank them for their service of course special shout out for me uh, on a personal deep dive mini version to my dad and my younger brother andrew Uh, my dad is a veteran and my little brother is actively serving right now in turkey with the air force so special shout out to them can't thank them enough of course 
Absolutely, Kevin, and I echo your sentiments. Uh, thanks for doing that. Of course. Well, that's enough about our personal lives here, Craig. Let's talk about work a little bit. Or we don't really call it work. We just call it having fun here at Channel Partners. But <laughs> with Channel Partners, things are going really well. Our inaugural European event, Channel Evolution Europe. London, UK, December 2nd and 3rd. For more details, visit ChannelEvolutionEurope.com. Okay, nice plug, Craig. Yep, that's the one. Anyway, Channel Evolution Europe is shaping up nicely with the show floor already sold out and attendance is tracking ahead of pace. And the content, Kevin, is going to be first class as well. We'll be hearing from one of our speakers at the event, Mr. Dave Sobel, here in just a bit. And as Bart Scott once said, Can't wait! In addition to all the buzz around CE Europe, I'm just pumped up in general because fall is officially in full effect and it's my favorite time of year. Why is that, Kevin? Oh, wait. Missed the segment plug. Time for a personal deep dive. That's right. We're getting back to the personal side of things here, Craig, because I love me this time of year. The weather is getting cool and crisp here on the East Coast and the holidays are fast approaching, which means there's a lot of the three F's coming right down the pike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, Kevin, this is a work-related, PG-rated podcast. <laughs> Frag, the way your mind works, man. Of course it is, buddy. I was referencing football. <laughs> family. Hello, mother. Hello, father. And last, but certainly not least, food, Craig. <laughs> that sounds good, Kevin, but I think you forgot two more. Fall foliage. Yes, those words. And also, though not an F, the leaves look really good this time of year, too. Uh, Kevin, that's what foliage refers to? What? Never mind. Anyway, Craig, back to the three Fs after you threw us off there with some foliage word. Family is something that we at Channel Partners appreciate very much, and we've been expanding it here in 2019. We held our largest event ever this past spring at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. Not only that, Craig, we also further diversified our audience across the IT channel ecosystem at our second largest Channel Partners Evolution event held this past September in D.C. Between these two events, we not only had an extremely high percentage of first-time attendees, we also welcomed over 110-plus first-time exhibitors. One could say, Craig, this channel family is indeed growing rapidly. I think I know where you're going here, Kevin. In addition to a growing family or community, if you will. We're now going to be visiting our relatives, imagine the air quotes, across the pond in December and further growing our channel family at Channel Evolution Europe in just three weeks. You got that right, Craig. Before you know it, Channel Partners will be on an Ancestry.com commercial promoting the product. <laughs> that was a bit of a reach, my dad joke slaying friend. What'd you say we cut it with your shenanigans and bring in an actual channel and technology expert who's been on all sides of the channel family and will be speaking in Europe. Great idea as always. CG, let's do it. All right, Kevin, my pleasure to welcome in an IT industry MSP expert and all-around good guy, Dave Sobel. Dave, how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely great to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things that you are working on with the Channel Partners and Channel Futures brands here in just a little bit. We're excited to uh, discuss that. But first, for those uh, folks in our audience who know you or maybe don't know you, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since uh, leaving SolarWinds. Sure. So just to, to give everybody the perspective. So I was an MSP for about a decade, and then I sold that business. So I come from the solution provider 
portion of it. And I hopped over to start working with vendors and, and worked with uh, level platforms for about two years and helped them get sold to AVG. And then I hopped over to GFI. And that was a great six-year run. And, uh, you know, and, and as with all things that came to a kind of natural conclusion, and as I decided, I was like, what do I want to do next? Uh, what I decided I really wanted to do was to provide some analyst perspective from somebody who's been doing this for a while on both sides out to the channel. And uh, the quickest way to do that was to to start offering podcasts and, and content out to the channel. So that's what I've been doing since I left SolarWinds. Well, Dave, congratulations on all that for sure. You know, you sold a business in the past. Craig and I's podcast run is probably coming to a natural or unnatural conclusion. You know, how do we sell this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's all about finding that good buyer, somebody who's interested in the asset. <laughs> uh oh, we're in trouble, Craig. Boy, that could be a lot of trouble. <laughs> Interest is a problem for us. But um, so, Dave, you know, speaking of podcasts, you've got not one, but two podcasts you're working on. And, you know, we talked briefly before we started recording here that it was probably going to be a mistake to have you on because it'll expose how not good at this we really are. You know, I, I, I think it's all about all voices. I want to hear from lots of different sources, but you're right. I, I've, I've been doing, I've been doing a, a podcast called killing it uh, with Carl Polchuk and Ryan Morris since earlier in the year. And that we, we describe it as like the pardon, the interruption of the channel. Cause it's three guys, three topics in 30 minutes. And we're trying to dive into those kind of interesting forward thinking technology areas from an analyst perspective. And I admit I have such fun with that. I said, well, what can I, what can I do? What would my own one look like? And so I've launched a podcast called The Business of Tech, which is a five-minute daily to say, you know, here's the news you need to know and, more importantly, why you should care. What about that story matters to your business and what can you do with it to, to find some opportunity? So, Dave, I just want to ask now, Craig, we're in jeopardy here because we might go from our five listeners to zero uh, in doing this, but, uh, where can the, our audience find your podcast? Are they on iTunes and all, and all that good stuff? It's on every platform you could possibly look for. Uh, everything is centralized in M at mspradio.com. So you can click on it and find it on your favorite platform from podcatcher to YouTube to Amazon Alexa. So if you want to add it to your, uh, flash briefing, you can add the business of tech to your flash briefing. That's awesome. And we'll be sure to put those, uh, links on the landing page for this podcast as well. And Kevin, honestly, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. If people have stuck with us through what we've done so far, why would they leave? Well, I'm just worried I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving and my dad's going to tell me how great Dave's podcasts are and that he's no longer listening to ours. <laughs> oh, the family. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, we got to keep those the mom and dad happy. So I think, I think they're going to stick with you guys. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, okay, Dave, uh, let's talk about the new partnership uh, that we've got going with you with both the Channel Partners and Channel Futures brands. Uh, what can our audience expect to see from you in the coming months? Maybe starting with our Channel Evolution Europe show that we've been talking about. Yeah, it's it's great to work with you guys, and, and it's an opportunity to continue to drive this conversation forward. Uh, I'll be at Channel Evolution Europe uh, leading a panel on how to work best with vendors and how to get the best out of the, those programs. As you might guess, I've come from both sides of it now, so I've seen how you consume it and then how you produce those programs as a vendor. We've got a great panel to go over with some experts of how to really get some meat to that. And then ongoing, there'll be other opportunities and, and content that we're going to do like this and talk about some of the stuff we see in the, in the marketplace and uh, some exciting stuff coming into the new year. 
Well, that's going to be great to be able to uh, boost some of that content uh, from an expert uh, like yourself. Uh, looking forward to seeing what you've got in terms of blogs and, and other things going forward as well. So uh, it's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, it's exciting time to, and, and this is a really great time, I think, to be in this industry. We've got some interesting challenges to talk about, but you know, in those challenges is opportunity in the, in the margin is mystery, you know? And, and so you, you, you find ways to grow your business by solving these complicated problems. If it wasn't complicated, our customers wouldn't all need us. That's for sure. Very well said, Dave. And, you know, speaking of that, how about some insight into the IT and MSP community that, that you came from and, and are talking about now? Uh, what are some of the things that your community of partners are telling you about their businesses as the year winds down and we approach 2020? You know, it's this is a great time to be in our industry because there is such complexity to solve. Uh, you know, we all talked about the the cloud and the coming changes and how everything was was going to change. What that's done is move us from delivering raw technology to actually being focused on business outcomes. There's a lot of really interesting data about how customers are demanding us to be measured from a business outcomes perspective, and I think that fits to, to what I'm hearing from, from the customer bases as well as what the data is saying as well. And I think the one thing that, that I'm really poking at right now is, is we've got a lot of conversation that's going on around tech in society at large that is challenging to us as solution providers and those that solve technology solutions because it has a lot to do with ethics and privacy and what does it mean to be in this industry. I think Solution providers, IT providers, the MSPs are so well positioned to take this on, but it does require an investment in some, some thinking. And so, so for me, that's the big area to focus on. So take that a step further when it comes to the business outcomes that you were uh, talking about. We've been hearing about that for a while now in the channel. What are some other challenges there as far as the shift in thinking goes? Yeah, and I, I can summarize it for me by saying the trusted advisor is dead. Like, let's just put it in the grave because customers <laughs> are not asking you to just give them advice. They don't want you to just tell them something to do. They want you to be invested in their success. They want to know that the services that you're providing or the solution you're providing or the technology you're providing actually changes their business and they want to measure it. So they want to know, am I more profitable by doing this? Am I going to be more efficient by doing this? And how do you measure that? Or how am I going to drive more revenue in my own business by investing in this technology or solution? And you as the solution provider or the, the tech provider need to answer that and you need to measure your investment that way. As just sort of an, an, an anecdote, I was talking to a solution provider just two weeks ago who was describing how the projects get measured on can they pay for their services by the time savings and the investment in productivity that the customer's staff sees? So for example, using a technology like Microsoft Teams, do they save 20 minutes a day in communications that is worth the, the investment for that, that staff? That's the bit that they're measuring their success on. Wow, Dave, that is outstanding advice. And I'm going to tell you what the takeaway from that is, where you, where you said the trusted advisor is dead. I'm going to tell you, there are some companies out there that are going to be surprised uh, when they hear that. And, and But I, I love the way you put that. And you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's all about 
partner experience, customer experience, bringing value, showing that you're going to bring the value, and not just being an advisor. Yeah, uh, you're, more, you're more a partner. Right, you're much more a partner than that, and and I think we need to be bolder on the statement. It's I'm be and I'm not being gentle here for a reason. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to yeah. say, oh, it's good enough. No, it's not <laughs> good enough anymore to just be an advisor. The customers want to know that the investment they've got delivers something, and you gotta show it. All right, so Dave, uh, if you had one piece of advice and only one. Uh, that you could give for MSPs out there or for any partner for that matter, uh, to be successful in, say, the next six to 12 months, what would that be? You know, I, I think because of your six to 12 month time period, I'm actually going to gonna do another tidbit of advice on this one and say, I think it's critically important to focus on getting your house in order on the way you're thinking from a security perspective. Everyone will be hacked and everyone will be compromised. It's not an if, it's a when. And you've got to position yourself and make sure that your house is in order from that perspective to make sure that you're able to weather the, that storm. I think it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse by a lot over that time frame. Make sure that you're well positioned that uh, on that front because it'll it'll make a difference. Excellent advice for everyone listening out there. Dave, just want to say thank you so much uh, for joining us on this podcast, uh, lowering yourself briefly, if you will, to join Craig and I. We really appreciate it. No, guys, we're all peers in this podcasting uh, podcasting arena. And it is, it's great to have all the different voices. For sure. Us and about 75 million others nowadays. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing all the great things you're going to do with Channel Partners and Channel Futures and the advice you're going to offer the MSPs, IT community and beyond. So thanks so much for that as well. Well, thanks for the, the collaboration and the opportunity to work together. I'm excited for what we can all do for our, you know, the, for the collective channel here. And as long as we haven't lost too many listeners to your podcast, Dave, we might even have you come back after the first of the year. How's that <laughs> well, look, looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, Dave, thanks so much. And uh, we'll be seeing you again soon. Thanks, guys. Outstanding interview there with Dave Sobel. We're really excited to continue collaborating with him and sharing his channel expertise with our channel audience moving forward. Gwen Stefani, Craig. No doubt his session on the future of programs and alliances will pack the house while in London. Yeah, I have no idea what you did there, but uh, going back to your favorite time of year, deep dive in the open. Another thing we've discussed about this time of year is how we both enjoy reflecting on our numerous successes and even more numerous failures in the previous months. And then planning, preparing, and getting filled with anticipation for an even more successful year to come. Spot on yet again, good sir. Other than seeing everything we work towards come together with thousands of happy participants live at our events, this is also my favorite time of year while working here at CP. I am definitely pumped up and excited at the opportunity to follow up on our most successful event ever this past spring with an even larger Channel Partners Conference and Expo at the Venetian next March. You got that right, Craig. And as I understand it, you and two esteemed members of our team, Chris Blackman and Jessica Ackerman, have been reflecting, planning, and prepping, as we said before, for a packed educational agenda next year. I know we're still a ways out, but can you please, please, Craig, provide our audience with a few highlights of what to expect in terms of education while in Las Vegas next year? Well, since you said please... 
And in twice. fact, you said it twice. Yes, that's right. <laughs> sure thing. So, yes. Yeah, so as you said, we're planning out the education tracks right now. And I can tell you that we do have some titles for those tracks. One of them is a business strategy track, which we're dividing up into a couple of different categories. We're going to be talking about sales and marketing, best practices, all that good kind of stuff to run your business as a partner. Then also we've added a security track this year because here on the podcast, as you know, Kevin, what do we say about security? It's part of every sale, Craig. Thank you, Kevin. So we're going to be hitting all kinds of good stuff on security, including sessions that appeal to both the agent and MSP audiences. In fact, they'll be right up the alley of pretty much any partner type. You'll find something that you can apply to your business. And then, of course, we have a technology track as well. All kinds of good stuff there. We're going to have an emerging tech uh, session. We're also going to have sessions on unified communications, uh, SD-WAN, all that good stuff that's very popular in the channel right now. Wow, Craig, as we often say, that is some outstanding stuff. Sounds like it's going to be a good and highly intellectual, over my head, time out there in Las Vegas again in 2020. Kevin, if I recall correctly, our next guest specializes in one of our upcoming track topics. Is that correct? Craig, you've just been right so many times on this podcast. Uh, the master of segues is at it again. They sure are involved in security, Craig. And with that, please allow me to welcome in two members from Vade Secure. Uh, they are Jamie Duff. Jamie's director of corporate markets in North America, and Maxime Meyer, who is the lead research scientist for Vade Secure. How are you both doing today? Fantastic. I'm fine. I'm fine. Jamie and Maxine, could you provide our audience with a high-level overview of Vade Secure as well as your respective roles within the company? Let's kick it off with uh, Jamie. Yes, sure. Hi, I'm Jamie Duff. I'm the Director of Corporate Markets. And in terms of Vade Secure, in, in general, in a high-level overview, we've been around for 16 years, really focused on email security, more specifically email security for Office 365. And our approach is essentially behavioral analysis and predictive analytics. So what do we need to do that? We essentially need data. And from that, in that vein, we protect somewhere around 600 million mailboxes globally, and we see somewhere between 5 and 15 billion pieces of data a day. And from a behavioral analysis perspective, we're pushing that through our supervised machine learning. And on the back end, we're creating our own heuristic rules, and we have about 10,000 heuristic rules to better refine our filter rate. Maxime, how about you? Well, uh, I'm the lead research scientist at Vade, and that means that my work is focusing on incorporating the latest advances in AI into Vade products. So I'm developing new solutions on AI-based models to secure Matebot 6, and those models are relying on, for example, text analysis, image processing, data clustering, anomaly detection, so all those kind of research that uh, is done at the academic level. Uh, I'm trying to adapt it and see how we can use it in our products so that we can best secure our customers. All right, so I want to learn more about this computer vision engine technology uh, you guys just unveiled. I understand it's designed to provide enhanced phishing detection accuracy. Now, we're about to dive into AI, algorithms, all that kind of stuff. And I can tell you right now, this is going to be way over Kevin's head. So if he seems confused, uh, remember that our audience is much smarter than he is. Isn't that right, Kevin? 
100% true, and I am already confused. <laughs> that said, uh, can you guys tell us what this new technology is all about and how it's protecting businesses and their employees? Yes. So we are using AI and especially algorithms that are focused on image processing technologies to analyze images and extract information from them, extract data points that we can use in combination with other information about uh, uh, the page, the URL, for example, uh, in order to make a decision on the web page to decide if it's a phishing web page or a legitimate web page, for example, or if an email is a legit web page or phishing emails. So those technology, which are based on convolutional neural networks, they work really well with images. Uh, AI has done a really great job recently into analyzing images the same way human analyzes images. So that means that when you as a human see, for example, a logo of a company in an image, even if there are some small transformation from the company real and legitimate logos, the algorithm is going to be robust to those changes, to those transformation, kind of like the human eye, and it's going to be able to recognize that the page is trying to imitate the real web page. And so using this information, we can have new data and key information that can be used in correlation with other information. So as I said earlier, for example, the sender information of an email or the content, HTTP content of the web page. And this correlation allows us to make really small decision about the web page or the email in the end. And so the new computer vision engine, it's also about trying to find, for example, QR codes and decoding them. Uh, we can extract textual content from images. For example, this works really well for sextortion emails because currently the latest trend is to send sextortions inside images so they cannot be analyzed directly inside the email content. And using our computer vision engine, we can extract the text from images and then run further text processing and text analyzing on this extracted content to determine that this email is a sextortion email. Wow, Maxime, that sounds amazing. And I have to tell you, it seems the timing couldn't be better for the launch of the computer vision engine, given all the phishing attacks and cyber threats we're hearing about relatively daily, I would say. Uh, for several partners, AI solutions are something they know they should be adding to their line card, but they're not entirely sure how to begin with these technologies. How does Vade Secure make offering and effectively presenting this solution easier for your partners? And secondly, are there specific end-user business verticals that seem to be adopting threat detection solutions more quickly than others that partners might be able to focus on initially? In terms of, you're right, we want to make it very easy for our partners to effectively use it, present it, sell it, ultimately. Um, so we have a number of tools in place that really make it convenient. So the first thing we do typically with partners is we offer them a non-for-resale license, an NFR. That allows them to, number one, use the system themselves, get acclimated with it, and we, and we let them use that for the life of the partnership. The other things we have in place is really a partner portal for them to go ahead, not only view their customers and take care of them, but also provision them, make change, ads, moves, and changes, and things of that nature. We're also working in typically the Office 365 environment, so there's really not a lot of user experience change 
for the end customer. Because we have a direct API into Office 365, you don't have to do things like change MX records. You don't have to have an outside quarantine. All of our notifications and banners are actually in the Office 365 environment, so it's quite easy for, for the end user. And we're also giving free trials to the end users to, via the, the partners to make it easy and convenient for them to get a, to do their due diligence and get a, get a good look at the actual system. And in terms of um, business and end user business verticals, you know what? In, in reality, everybody uses email, right? So it's not necessarily specific. I mean, I think in the news, you're hearing things about online retailers and retailers a lot. I mean, even here, like Equifax, everybody's really kind of uh, under attack and seized these days. One of the things that the phishing piece, that's more and more prevalent these days, the phishing and then also the CEO impersonation or what we call it spear phishing. Those are the two that we're seeing as really the hottest topics or hottest threats in the market, if you want to call it that. Whereas, you know, kind of your malware is kind of cooled down a little bit. I mean, it's always going to be there, but really phishing is really the king uh, and really, it's, it's going after everyone. So everyone with an email is a potential client. I think the partners would love hearing that. I'm glad guys were talking about phishing because uh, it was just yesterday that Kevin fell for the Nigerian prince scam. I really thought everybody knew about that. Yeah, no, I appreciated his 5000 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm now I, I'm going to be overdrawn, so that won't clear. <laughs> uh, well, you know, as everyone knows, uh, even Kevin, uh, cyber attacks are becoming more and more frequent and criminals are constantly evolving the way they attempt to penetrate uh, SMB, mid-market enterprise businesses, you name it. So as experts in threat detection, I wanted to ask you what type of education and ongoing support Vade Secure offers to your partner network to make sure they, their customers, and uh, that they're all up to date on everything they need to know in the race to stay ahead of the latest phishing and alternative cyber attacks. So we we try to make it as simple as possible. So in reality, you know, of course, you know, our team can or our partners can report to our SOC team at any 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 time with any questions. Of course, our support team. But we're constantly evolving and refining our heuristic rules. Those are rules we created ourselves to to make our filter better. But we also do a lot of social media syndication. Um, so, of course, LinkedIn, we're constantly doing posts. We have blogs, so people can subscribe to those. One item that's really actually kind of almost used throughout the industry, even our competitors use it, is something called our Fisher's Favorites. And Fisher's Favorites ultimately takes our data and <clears throat> comprised of the different logos that are being fished or usurped. So what we've, what we've really seen is years ago it was things like PayPal or Netflix, right? So you get into somebody's PayPal account and you know there's money in there. But as the adoption rate of Office 365 has really increased, then the attacks on Office 365 have increased because it's no longer you're just getting somebody's email um, accounts. You're also getting their OneDrive. You're getting their SharePoint. You're getting their sensitive information. And as I kind of talked about at the beginning, I mean, that's the name of the game today, right, is data. So with that being said, that's why we created this API to Office 365. That's why we're constantly evolving our heuristic rules and, and making it better. But in terms of education, yeah, sure. We have the Fisher's Favorites. We have social media syndication all the time. We have educational reminders that pop up in the system if somebody clicks on something they're not supposed to. And ultimately, you know, it is the end user that is, is certainly going to be probably the weakest link in the, in the chain here of security. So, Jamie, that's definitely great stuff. Can partners find this all on the website at vadesecure.com? 
they can find it on the website. They can also a um, educational library on our partner portal, which is for partners exclusively. Outstanding. Well, I just want to say, even though most of it went over my head, as Craig had alluded to, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here today, Jamie and Maxime, because I'm sure our partners definitely learned a lot, if I didn't. And, and Craig, he probably learned a little, too. Uh, so we really appreciate your time here, and, and thanks so much for your support of Channel Partners as well. For sure, guys. Thanks, folks. Uh, thanks. Phenomenal conversation with Jamie and Maxime from Vade Secure, Craig. Thwarting phishing attacks is definitely something that should be on every business's mind these days. That's for sure, Kevin. And for some reason, I now have a hankering for some grilled salmon. <laughs> and now, so do I. <laughs> All this talk about planning and prepping on this episode has got me thinking about when we're going to do our reflection on another year of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. With all these new podcasts popping up about every topic imaginable, my friend, what are we going to do to keep up or at least maintain a safe distance behind all the other casts out there? Oh, Craig, I'm way ahead of you on this. With the popularity of crime podcasts these days, let's just say CWCK might be getting a little serial in coming episodes. Sounds kind of creepy, but I kind of like it. Maybe the first edition could be about whatever it is you've done with Digi lately. Uh, I plead the fifth. I mean, whatever do you mean, Craig? Don't you have a sign-off to read? I think I just saw you through the internet rubbing your fingers together. <laughs> Mr. Burns style. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. You can listen to the archives of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Just go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, type Channel Partners Online in the search bar. Of course, you can always find our podcasts on the flagship ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time. Have an excellent week, everyone. Smithers. Smithers.